Hello and welcome to the Time Out Show. I am your host, Mr. Tucker McClary. What is up? Hello and happy Wednesday, hump day, middle of the week, however you want to say it. It is a, another beautiful day up here in the Bay Area. You got sunny skies and clear as a bell. All right, enough of that. Let's move on to what you are tuning in for or what you happen to stumble upon. This is a, a sports talk show, as I like to call it. If you don't know, now you know. You're listening to KSMC 89.5 on your dial. Or if you are one of the cooler people, you are listening to this on the podcast version. So, first and foremost, spring training has officially sprung. Thank goodness, baseball is back, a.k.a. winter is over. I don't know if you're a fan of an East Coast team or a West Coast team, so either way you are looking towards Florida or Arizona for your new prospects, your returning big free agents or new free agents. And actually on that topic, I'm going to go over a couple of the bigger free agent signings over the offseason just so you can get uh, get your gears going for this upcoming season of baseball. Alrighty, so starting off, one of the bigger names coming over from the Toronto Blue Jays is David Price. He signed with the Boston Red Sox. He's a starting pitcher who has had a couple of standout years, including the... Um, with the Rays, Tampa Bay Rays, he was a standout down there, and just recently they dealt him up north of the border to Toronto in their own division, which was extremely surprising, but I, I do believe they got a king's ransom for him in return. So he is looking at a seven-year contract, which is insane, considering he's already, I believe it's in, he's in his low 30s, but anyway, so that's one of the biggest contract signing. Then we move over to the NL West with Zach Granke, the pitcher uh, formerly with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, I believe it was two years. He just signed with the Arizona Diamondbacks, yet again in the same division as the Dodgers, so that should be really interesting. I'm a believer when the Diamondbacks, granted the Giants and Dodgers have spent way too much money and have tried to dominate a semi-weak division. Granted, unfortunately or fortunately, it worked for the Giants, and it did not for the Dodgers. So there's there was a lot of moves by both the Giants and the Dodgers. Restructuring contracts, spending even more money, signing some new free agents, which I'll get, get to in a second. He signed a six-year contract, which I think is good for both parties involved. I think the Diamondbacks are on the cusp of at least a playoff team. I'm not going to say a championship team. They might be the Cubs of this year. No one kind of suspects them. They'll be coming out of the blue to at least be in the running for a wild card, I'd say. Moving over to another team in the NOS, got the Giants signing Johnny Cueto from the Cincinnati Reds and as of last year from the World Championship. As bad as that sounds or says, or how hard that is for me to say that out loud, the Kansas City Royals. So congratulations to them, but you're going down. You've got a big target on your back now. So anyway, Johnny Cueto signed with the Giants. He's another starting pitcher who 
He's got some left in the tank. I don't think too much, though. So we'll see what happens. Jason Hayward coming over from the Philadelphia Phillies. Signed with the Chicago Cubs. Now, I really like this signing for the Cubs um, perspective. They sign a good bat. I believe he's an outfielder. I could be totally wrong. Outside of the uh, AOS, I don't know too much about uh, specifics. But anyway, Jason Hayward signs with the Cubs. I really like this signing. Again, I think the Cubs, if they make more moves or bring up some prospects that uh, show their worth in the spring training, I think they will yet again go deep into the playoffs. Jordan Zimmerman signed with the Detroit Tigers of the five-year contract. Justin Upton coming off of a uh, less-than-stellar year with the San Diego Padres, signed with the Detroit Tigers. That should be interesting. Alex Gordon signed with the Kansas City Royals. Chris Davis, kind of the surprise a re-signing. Uh, he was with the Baltimore Orioles, and then he re-signed a, or signed a new seven-year contract. <coughs> that should be interesting to see how that plays out. And then we come to the former athletic, former A, Joanna Cespedes with the Mets, and before that with the Tigers, or before that with the Red Sox, and then before that with the Tigers. And uh, he actually re-signed with the Mets. I like this because the Mets are a team that will spend the money that's needed to become a championship team, or at least a strong playoff team. And uh, they show it with signing him again, and I think that also shows his dedication to the team re-signing with them. They got Jeff Samarja, former athletic at one point as well, signing with the San Francisco Giants, a five-year contract. I feel like he's past his peak. I think he's got a little left in the tank. Granted, he gets a little help from AT&T Park, so we'll see how that works out for him. Matt Waiters, I believe he re-signed with the Baltimore Orioles. Then we have Mike Leak, who signed with the St. Louis Cardinals. And here we go, yet again, Ben Zobrist, a former A, and a former, as of last year, Kansas City Royal. He signed with the Cubs a four-year contract. That should be interesting, because he was a good utility man, at least over here in Oakland. We'll see how he does out in Chicago. Daniel Murphy signed with the Washington... Uh, what are they even called? Not the Senators. The Washington Nationals. There we are. And uh, he's got a three-year contract with them. And actually, Dexter Fowler, as, as it says on the website, declined a qualifying offer from the Cubs, which honestly I think will come back to bite him in the rear end. Granted, only time will tell. So as of now, we're going to do a way too early uh, playoff prediction, regular season prediction of all of the divisions. So we'll start off with the NL West. So as of last year, the Dodgers won this division. San Francisco came in second, Arizona third, San Diego and Colorado finished out the division. I think this year it's going to be Arizona's Arizona's division. Granted, it's way too early. We aren't even out of spring training yet. We haven't even had the spring training first game. But, hey, you know what? This is why it's all conjecture. So I think Arizona's going to finish on top. Or this is going to be the wild pick of the day, but Colorado will take it or at least get second in that division and get a wild card uh, berth. So we'll see what happens there. 
Moving over to the National League Central, St. Louis won the division as of last year, Pittsburgh second, the Cubs came in third, Milwaukee, and then Cincinnati finished out the bottom. I think it's going to be the Chicago Cubs division this year. They showed that they could hang with the, uh, the big boys of their division, including St. Louis as well as Pittsburgh. Both of those teams were uh, very good playoff contenders or championship contenders. So we'll see what happens. I think with the moves that the Cubs have made, I am really liking this team that they're building. And if they pick up some more free agents or pick up or bring up some prospects from spring training, we will see how well they do. Moving over to the National League East, up top finishing first was the New York Mets, like I said, with Ioannis Cespedes. And coming in second was the Washington Nationals. Then Miami, Atlanta, and Philadelphia rounded out the bottom. I honestly like Miami. However, I think they're still a couple years away from being an actual contender. Miami is a long shot. We'll, we'll put it that way. I think uh, the Mets, with the moves they've made so far, I think they are going to take it once again. Now, switching gears to American League. East. Up top, you had the Toronto Blue Jays winning the division. They had the New York Yankees, Baltimore, Tampa Bay, and Boston Red Sox finishing out the bottom. I honestly think uh, it's going to either be Toronto or Baltimore. I think the Yankees have too many older than they should be stars, aka past their peak stars, or people that... Um, shouldn't really be on there and they need to dump a lot of those contracts or trade them away and start fresh just sign some new big stars big free agents let's say and bring up some uh, prospects and see what happens but uh, uh, granted I'm not a general manager I'm not a manager this is just a uh, casual fan seeing uh, seeing what options they have then we have the American League Central with the championship Kansas City Royals finishing first in this division. Minnesota, Cleveland, White Sox, and Detroit. Unfortunately, as much as it hurts for me to say this, I think the Royals are going to take the division yet again. Now, if you're wondering why I'm so anti-Kansas City, it's because I'm an Oakland Athletic fan, and I do not forget short-term history. I believe at this point now is two years ago, the uh, one-game playoff in between or between the Royals and the Athletics, and we had the game, and we definitely didn't deserve to win the game as the innings went on. Anyway, that's uh, old history. So I think Kansas City is going to win the division. I think Cleveland actually is kind of a toss-up between Cleveland and Minnesota to come in second here. I think they're making some good moves. We will see what happens. Moving over to the American League West. Up top, Texas won the Rangers. And then Houston, then the Los Angeles Angels, Seattle, and my A's rounded out the bottom. Great spot to be. No one will suspect a uh, winning, winning season after finishing in the very last place. Anyway, as a... Uh, as an A's fan, I want to say that they have a uh, great chance this year. However, the realistic fan in me says this might be more of a rebuilding year. Hey, but hey, weirder things have happened, 
there's been uh, surprises pretty much every year for the past couple of years, which I really enjoy for, with the baseball. But uh, coming back to the realistic part of me, I see Houston winning the division. I, th I think Texas is going to be out of playoff contention. The Angels are going to be a dumpster fire, and Seattle is in rebuild mode as well. So with that being said, now we're going to slide over with a quick little plug and some more music. So before we take a little break, again, this, uh, as longtime listeners, or at least listeners of last week heard, there's the Pirates of the Caribbean ship tours, and uh, it's actually going to be the final day out there in Oakland at Jack London Square. It's Saturday, February 27th. It starts at 10 a.m., and it's free to look. I think it's like 35 bucks for uh, a ride or 45 bucks for a ride in it or a cruise, I guess. Um, so go check that out. I'm going to try my darndest to go out there. Hopefully this week, this weekend isn't uh, as hectic as it was last weekend, but we will see. All right, and here is Alice in Chains with Angry Chair.
Alrighty, so like I had said before, that, that was Alice in Chains with Angry Chair. And now we are going to flip it, switch it, reverse it into some NFL news. So with the offseason upon us, this is the time of uh, conjecture, predictions, wild predictions, and downright insane predictions. Basically, predictions out the wazoo. But uh, before we do that, first there is the big thing of the draft. So that's in a short bit of time. Actually, I don't know when it is. I want to say uh, a couple of months, maybe two to three. Although today is the first day of the NFL scouting combine. So for those of you um, crazy people, that's even crazier than me, who actually follow that stuff, have fun with that. So, first off, this is all a, a mock draft, and um, basically, I'm going to say what I think the team needs, and then say what uh, Bucky Brooks, as he is called, uh, the expert thinks they need. So, first and foremost, they have the Tennessee Titans. Now, I think they need a little more help on defense, or the offensive line. I think they need a little more defense, but hey... Either side is good. You've got a great uh, quarterback who just needs a little more protection. Or on the defensive side, just stuff the ball so the offense doesn't need to score as many points. Now, the expert thinks the uh, offensive tackle, Laramie Tunsil out of Mississippi, is going to be their target with the number one overall pick. He's coming in second. The Cleveland Browns, they're not used to coming in second because they suck. That was a bad Browns joke, so if you can appreciate that, thank you. With the Browns uh, and Johnny Manziel, dumpster fire, experiment, whatever you want to say, gone horrifically wrong, both on-field and off-field, I think uh, they need a quarterback, and lo and behold, the expert agrees with me. They think uh, Jared Goff, quarterback out of Cal, which, hey, Barry represent, I, I wouldn't be a huge fan of going to Cleveland coming out of Berkeley, but hey, if they uh, pick him up, good luck to him. We'll see what happens. And uh, yeah, moving on, third, the San Diego Chargers. I think they need to draft a quarterback. I think Philip Rivers is starting to show that he, he has some left in the tank, but just not enough, or he's locked into that position where he can get you pretty far. He can get you through a great regular season, but then he just takes a uh, number two on the field. So I think he, they need to draft a quarterback, let him uh, ride the bench, learn from Rivers, or learn from Rivers' mistakes for that matter, and uh, kind of build him up that way. However, Bucky Brooks thinks a defensive end, Joey Bosa out of Ohio State, is a better pick. So we'll see. They have the Dallas Cowboys with the fourth pick overall. Again, another team that I think should draft a quarterback because Tony Romo is literally made out of glass. He is as fragile as the most fragile thing you can think of. But uh, I think I can see where this um, analyst or the expert is coming from. He's saying an offensive linebacker, Miles Jack out of UCLA. Again, we'll see what happens. The Jacksonville Jaguars with the fifth pick. I think they need a defensive side uh, pickup, a nice draft, a high-ranked uh, high 
defensive end, I would say more likely. But the expert came up with a cornerback, Jalen Ramsey, out of Florida State. Then we have the Baltimore Ravens with the sixth pick. I think uh, another team that should invest in a quarterback, maybe in a later round quarterback. So at least for this round, uh, defensive side, and we both agree. It's a cornerback, Vernon Hargreaves. Then with the seventh pick, San Francisco 49ers. I I just read uh, an article that Kaepernick will be kept with the San Francisco or the Santa Clara 49ers, which I wish him the best of luck because I don't think he'll be starting. I think, um, uh, what's his name? Not Mallet. Uh, the former Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback will be starting. I can't His name escapes me at the moment. But the expert thinks an offensive tackle will, would be a better pick. The Miami Dolphins, I believe that they need to, yet again, another team with the quarterback need. They... Um, they have a good team or a good base. I think they're going to be a playoff contender in a couple years. The biggest problem is that you have to build your team to win your division, and then in the playoffs you can take care of the rest. But the biggest competitor is you have the New England Patriots in the same division, which includes Tom Brady, who can light up a defense pretty much no matter who you are or where you play. And the uh, expert thinks an inside linebacker, Reggie Ryland, would be a better pick. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I think are building a good base, we'll see what happens. I think defensively they need to pick someone up. And uh, then with the 10th pick, the New York Giants represent, I think uh, they need a defensive side player as well a pass rusher specifically because we could not get to any quarterback no matter how long we had. Then with the 11th pick, the Chicago Bears, I think, again, another quarterback. They need to draft high and get a good-looking, skilled, talented, uh, good-looking out of court, or out of the college um, landscape and uh, let him sit and watch... Uh, Jay Cutler, or hey, I mean, just throw him into the fire and see what happens. Then the 12th pick, the New Orleans Saints. I think they need a uh, a defensive side pickup, probably a uh, defensive end or something similar to that. The 13th pick, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, that's kind of a conundrum. They uh, released Chip Kelly, and before that, Chip Kelly released basically all of their great offensive weapons including but not limited to Jeremy Macklin, Nick Foles, and uh, let's see here, DeMarco Murray, uh, LaShawn McCoy. It, the list goes on. If you want to see a, uh, a dumpster fire in, in play, look at the uh, amount of people or players that he released and how poorly they played the year after. 14th, the Oakland Raiders. I really like where they're going with it. They've had a great couple of years, draft picks, Reggie McKenzie is showing his worth as a general manager. If he keeps it up, I mean, I'd, I'd like to say with Peyton out of the picture now, that that division is wide open because as of, flat, or as of this season, granted it was against Osweiler, the backup, but the Raiders beat the Broncos in Denver, which is quite impressive no matter how you cut it. 
Then we have the newly named or relocated Los Angeles Rams with the 15th pick. Uh, I would have to agree with the expert, a wide receiver or an offensive weapon for that matter. They've got a great running back at Todd Gurley who is, has just shown that he is beyond worth that, how, how high they drafted him. He's showing them why they did that, basically. And 16th, the Detroit Lions. Uh, I'd say a defensive side player, but we'll see what happens. 17th with the Atlanta Falcons. I don't really know what to do with them, or if I was in the general manager position, I don't know what to go for because they're a good team, or they can be a good team, let's put it that way, but they haven't showed it recently. Then we have the Indianapolis Colts, who I think need an offensive lineman who can finally protect Andrew Luck, he was just got beat down this year, and it showed because he had he had to miss a couple of games due to injuries from multiple sacks, basically. Then 19th, the Buffalo Bills. I think a defensive side player would be good. They've got a great quarterback, and they're starting to build the correct way. Uh, then the New York Jets. I would have to agree with the expert here, a running back. You have to back. You have to have a, a running game. You can't just have an air game, just a, a pass attack, because then you have the defense just cheating on you and picking up those interceptions. Then the 21st pick, the Washington Redskins. I think they need a defensive side player or a quarterback because, as the general manager mentioned, RG3 will not be with the team coming this year. That's a whole different story, which I'll probably go into next week. Then we have the Houston Texans. I think they they should go into the draft looking for a quarterback, especially with the, the 22nd pick. Not many teams are targeting quarterbacks, so there should be at least one or two or a handful at that point in time. Granted, most of the quarterbacks coming out in the draft this year are, aren't franchise quarterbacks, at least that I've seen. 23rd, the Minnesota Vikings. I think either a, a defensive side player or an offensive line player to protect the quarterback. Then you have the Cincinnati Bengals. I, uh, the expert says a wide receiver. I'm going to say a defensive side player. Then we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think another defensive side player would um, shore up that defense. 26th, the Seattle Seahawks. I would have to agree with the expert defensive player, a defensive tackle specifically. Then the 27th pick, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, offensive line, I would say, to protect Rodgers just a little bit more. Kansas City Chiefs with the 28th pick, a defensive side player, but we'll see what happens. The 29th, Arizona Cardinals. I think uh, a de defensive side player because offensively and offensive line, they are protecting um, the quarterback beyond belief like he had so much time this year and it proved a lot or it showed uh, that a team with him at the quarterback can actually play well the 30th pick the Carolina Panthers I think with a defensive side maybe a cornerback to back up Norman or something like that would be a good selection and then the Denver Broncos I believe with another defensive side pickup they should uh, be able to prove that they're not just a one-and-done team. Now, a quick little plug. This Saturday, February 27th, all day, 
Treasure Island free Flea Market celebrates Mardi Gras. So you can celebrate a very unique California Mardi Gras fusion. In the theme of Mardi Gras, enjoy two-for-one Flea Hurricane cocktails for a happy hour. Special New Orleans menus, local street musicians, and that sounds like a fun time. You have to RSVP on Facebook as well. And actually, it's $3 to get in or to uh, enjoy the festivities. So now, here is Guns N' Roses with Knocking on Heaven's Door.
right, so that was Guns N' Roses with Knocking on Heaven's Door. <clears throat> so as we are uh, slightly winding down around the second half of the hour show, uh, <clears throat> first off, I'd like to give a shout-out to a listener, a first-time listener, Carlos, a uh, fellow New Zealand friend that went with me, or a friend after the trip. Before, I had no idea who he was. Now he is definitely the new homie. If you don't know, he is one of the best photographers I have seen. I have seen him in action, and I've actually seen most of his uh, photos, and they are amazing. <coughs> also, a little plug there, if you are a senior and need senior portraits, he also does that as well. So there's that. And uh, with that being said, we're going to switch gears into the NHL. So the big news out of this week, a, uh, a suspension came down for the Blues forward Reeves. It was actually a game against the San Jose Sharks that he uh, boarded San Jose's Matt Tennyson. And if you haven't seen the video of this boarding, it is really bad. He... Uh, her Reeves goes up uh, to hit, to check, <coughs> excuse me, check Tennyson, and uh, pretty much just gets head on the glass, and then Tennyson falls and basically looks like he is stone cold out of it, and uh, so like I said, the suspension came down today. He's going to be missing or suspending three games, so. That uh, should be interesting. Again, I hope for Tennyson to come back quickly, and if not, just a uh, safe recovery. With that being said, we are going to give you a quick update on the Eastern and Western Conference playoff pictures. So as of last night, the Rangers played before we do that. The Rangers played the New Jersey Devils. It was a great game in the first period. <coughs> However... They ended up losing 5-2, which I don't blame entirely on the uh, the players. Some of it may have been the ref's fault, but at the same time, it was also the players' fault for taking bad penalties. If you really want to know how I feel about it, ask me outside of the radio, because some of the words I might choose aren't suitable for the FCC anyway. Eastern Conference still up top and destroying things, which absolutely irks me. The Washington Capitals with 92 points. We have the Florida Panthers with 75 points. That's second place, so the Capitals are absolutely running away with it. I do believe they are going to win the President's Trophy. And if you know your uh, history on ice, especially with the NHL President's Trophy teams, do not end up winning the Stanley Cup. So keep doing what you're doing over there, Washington. Go for it. Then we have the Florida Panthers with 75 points, and then my New York Rangers with 74 points in third place. Tampa Bay, the Islanders, the Red Wings, Boston, and Pittsburgh to round out the second wild card position. And uh, with New Jersey knocking on the door to slide into that second slot with 67 points, and like I mentioned, the Penguins have 68. So it is going to be a quite, quite a finish with 20-some-odd games, depending on who your team is and how many games that they've played. The, we also have the Hurricanes with 66 points, 
So with a, uh, for those of you outside of the know, each game, if you win, you get two points. And if you lose, you get zero. If you get an overtime loss, you get one point. So we'll see what happens. There's definitely going to be a, uh, a crazy push, as well as a lot of trade uh, deadline moves, I feel. And that uh, the trade deadline is the 29th, so it's coming up here really quickly so it should be interesting to see who gets dealt where moving over to the western conference up top we have the dallas stars with 82 points right behind them the chicago blackhawks and the st louis blues with 79 the la kings the anaheim ducks the san jose sharks with 69 points the nashville predators with also with 69 points the avalanche with 66 to round up round out the top eight playoff positions and uh like i had mentioned in the east coast there is a very strong <clears throat> or close race for the second and even for the first wild card spot in the western conference as well minnesota has 64 points only two points behind colorado and with that actually arizona coyotes have 60 points only six points out and like I had mentioned before, there's 20 games, give or take, depending on who you root for and how many games they've played. So even if you're out of the playoffs at the moment, have no fear. There is plenty of time, and uh, there is no reason, at least yet, to lose hope. Granted, some of those, some teams beyond that, it's pretty much time to pack in the bags and go out and play some golf or just prepare for next year. And with that, here's another plug. This is actually uh, music-related, so it's a little different. There's going to be a indie pop music with Run River North uh, at the Amoeba SF store out there on Haight Street. It is free to go to. I do believe it is more than likely going to be jam-packed. They're celebrating a, uh, a an album... Um, drop actually let's see here we'll celebrate their sophomore album drinking from a salt pond out on february 26th on lp and cd at amoeba sf with a live set and signing on release date so check them out i've actually never heard of them before it does seem like they uh they they'll probably have a, a weird or eclectic sound so go out check them Check them, uh, see if you like it before you go, or not. I mean, you could just be surprised and uh, find one of your new favorite songs on that new album or new favorite songs from this new band. Alrighty, and with that, here is Ivory Hours with I Won't.
Alrighty, so that was Kenny Loggins with Danger Zone. Uh, so if any of you are fans of Archer out there, or uh, just like, um, I forgot the name of the movie, but anyway, <coughs> uh, that song was for you. Uh, coming down to the last couple of minutes here, first off, I'd like to thank all of the new listeners, the longtime listeners, and the confused people out there who don't know how to change their radio station. <clears throat> thank you for listening, or thank you for not changing it, let's put it that way. So before I go this week, there's a quick little quote and another little plug that I'll say. So first the plug is, this Saturday at 5 o'clock, there's going to be Red Wings versus the Avalanche in another one of the stadium series they will be playing at. Coors Field, and I don't know if you saw the Minnesota and Chicago game last weekend, but that was terrific. I think this uh, stadium series that they have going on is a great thing, and I enjoy it pretty much every year. Brings it back to kind of where everyone began, or if they didn't begin there, the true beginnings of the sport. So if you're free, check it out. Even if you don't like hockey, it's a pretty cool thing to watch. And it'll probably be snowing, too, so that gives a little extra uh, thing about it. Anyway, the quote that I'm going to tell you, it's, uh, What you eat is just as important as what is eating you. Toxic, toxic emotions like anger, bitterness, and anxiety are just that. And that's from At The Organic Mama. So <clears throat> just think about... Uh, what you, what do you uh, think about if you're angry or if you're um, miffed at something, be sure to let it go. Now, granted, some stuff you should be um, a little more motivated to get out of your life or get into your life will make it positive here. And, uh, yeah, so with that being said, enjoy the rest of your week. Again, thank you very much for listening. Stay safe out there and uh, enjoy your weekend. And if you make it out to the tall ships or to the uh, flea market or the Mardi Gras thing out in Treasure Island, or if you make it out to the um, album drop out in San Francisco, tell me, tweet me, Facebook me, message me, I don't know. Send a carrier pigeon, make a signal fire, make sure somehow I get to get to hear the story about it and see how it went. And if not, I will uh, see you back here next week, same time, same place. And uh, before I sign off, you are listening to KSMC Moraga 89.5 on your dial.